Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The family podcast for adults. People who like to call their soon-to-be exes and scream at them online. I think Mel Gibson's probably a fan of the show. Kind of sad about it. Or she wasn't. I doubt it. Well, if you're listening, you have to stop. We're not. We can't be friends anymore, unless you smile and then blow me. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he's not careful, he's going to end up in the big house where people are going to be telling him that. So, Mel, how about you smile and then blow me, and then we'll get the dagger in on your ass. Ugh. Anyway, this is episode number six hundred five. Misunderstood. It's just simple misunderstanding. A lot of things are misunderstood. Don't think so. Pretty clear to me. Nah, he's not misunderstood. He's an asshole. I don't. That's why it, it amazes me that some people are still trying to defend him. Like the Whoopi Goldberg thing, where she's defending him on TV every day. You got to stop, Whoopi. Seriously, you think Barbara would take her aside and go, "Bitch, please, you got fucking chill." Mm-hmm. Mel Gibson is not our friend. Anyway, if they want to call us, where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Thanks, Amazon, for being my sponsor. You're awesome. You would smile and blow me. Cut it out. <laughs> you, have you ever had a friend that did something and you found yourself having to make the decision of whether you're going to defend them or you're just going to go, nah, you're on your own on this one? Um, or they've done something and you're like, I, I understand that I'm your friend, but I cannot condone this in any way. I don't know, maybe in college. It only happened to me a couple times. I had a couple friends that did things that I just couldn't get behind. One of them was drug-related, and I was like, yeah, you're yeah, going to have to... Yeah, that's where I was drawing the line myself. You're going to have to fix this shit yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, don't call me again. And one of them, I think one of them was... Yeah, one of them was girl-related. I couldn't back them up anymore on that. Yeah, you know I mean? Like, you're not being nice. You're going to have to be on your own on this one, dude. Yeah. I think everybody has that point that they come to at some point in their lives. I'm waiting when you get there I'm with me. I'm pretty sure nobody escapes will that. You, will you tell me when you get there with me? You're like, all right, that's too much. I can't I can't back this up anymore. Okay. Because you're okay I'll text with, you. You're okay with uh, Magic Hand Job Jesus. We're cool with that. You're okay with Man in a Hole. Cut day. it out. No, I pretty <laughs> much tell you flat out if I don't want to hear something. I'm just saying. Just I think I pretty much smack you down as much as humanly possible. So we went and saw Inception this weekend. And best movie of the year. So far, by far, I would say. How about you? Definitely. I mean, I don't think there's even anything close to it. No. And if you read a review of this and people go, it doesn't make any sense, then you point at them and say, you are stupid. Because they are. It, it's, it is a very, I will say this. It's a movie with a lot of thought put behind it and a lot going on. And, but I don't, I don't think it's incomprehensible in any way. I think it's pretty easy to follow what's actually happening. Well, I didn't have any problems, but I was really irritated when we got out of the theater because there was like a police officer standing because it was late security guard it's a long it was it's a long movie it's two and a half hours and just as a warning pee before you go and don't drink a lot during the movie 
Because you really do. There's not any time in this movie where you could get up and go take a pee break. Right. It's not happening. And as we were coming out, the security guard asks the patrons if it was a good movie. And the gal in front of me goes, eh, it was okay. And I was like, biatch, you better step aside. <laughs> Clearly, you were not bright enough to catch it all. Yeah, it's because a... you didn't understand it doesn't make it a bad movie. It's a very impressive movie on a lot of levels. They did a lot of stuff. And it's nice because you get to the end. It's open, very open to interpretation. Now, Kevin says that this is one movie that could not have been improved by boobs. I, no, that's not what I said. I said it was an awesome movie and there were no naked boobs. Because right. we had that discussion before. You're like, oh, no, every movie has naked boobs. And I, was like, I didn't no. know. Boobs don't always have to make an appearance. This was an awesome, awesome movie. I do think there was room in there. You could have showed Maul's boobs. No. I'm just saying it was you could completely have. completely unnecessary. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't have, have added I, anything to the story. Yeah, I think there's several places. No. You, I, th- I think there's numerous places where it could have, nudity could have been involved and it would have been integral to the story and it wouldn't have hurt anything. And even you would have gone, okay. No, I'm just saying it didn't need them. Well, of course, when you have Still Ellen Page, own. when you have Ellen Page as your main leading lady, you're not going to see a lot of boobs, even if she takes her shirt off. I'm just saying. I mean, it's PG-13, yeah. So the lack of boobage just makes it more appealing to a wider audience. Yeah, I didn't really have time to miss the boobs. Let's put it that way. Exactly. So, I can get away with it. It was a fantastic story. Fantastic. Like, I'm going to go see The Expendables. I know there's not going to be boobs in there, but it's going to be awesome. You know how? I, well, I, it's a different kind of movie, though. But it is different. But I saw a Sylvester Sloan talking about that movie last night. Did you know he got his neck broke while he was making that movie? Oh, no. Yeah, one of the the younger tough guys. They didn't have a lot of money, so they had to do their own stunts. One of the younger tough guys punched him and snapped his fucking neck. Oh, no. Like, noodle legged, I'm on the floor and I can't fucking move, snapped his Dude, neck. how scary. Yeah, you gotta fix it. But it will probably won't be as good as Inception. That's all I can say. Inception I just thought, is- I mean, Inception, not only was it a fabulous storyline, very tightly woven, I just yeah. thought a lot of it was visually captivating. I mean, I found myself just staring at it. Because it was stunning to look at. Right. It's very Without good. Without 3D. No, there's no 3D. And really, there's most of the effects are done in a way that they're not intrusive. Right? You see stuff, and you're like, well, that's really pretty fucking awesome. But you don't feel like it's a special effect, necessarily. I think the only place where it was really gratuitous was the scene at the cafe outside. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, you're just being fucking retarded to be well, retarded. Sure. Uh, you don't really want to give too much away. I mean, we're not going to no. be doing spoilers because we actually like this movie. We want people to go see it. Oh, yeah, I think so. So no spoilers. Yeah, so we uh, we see the movie. Kim was able to tolerate even though people sat all around us. <laughs> well, when we walked in there, the theater was completely empty because right. we were seeing it at an odd time. And it was right. showing in four different theaters or four on Correct. four different screens at the same theater. Correct. So we go in. There's nobody there. You go to get snacks, and in that short amount of time, people <laughs> sat to the left of me, to the right of me, and behind me again. They couldn't sit in front of me because there were no seats in front of us. Right. And, I mean, really, it's a big theater. <laughs> there was no reason for it. I was like, ah! And well, I, you know, I'll, I was debating getting up and moving, but I was like, no. I picked these seats because this is where I, know, I wanted to sit. I know, but I've told you, this is what I was trying, the point I was trying to make in the theater, and I was getting a little bit loud and boisterous about it. I understand these are the seats you picked. None of these other assholes are going to move. 
Okay, so if you're going to have a problem with them sitting close to you, you need to get up now and move. There were plenty of other places that would have been just as good. And I understand the principle, but I was very nervous that I was going to get to spend two and a half hours sitting next to pissed Kim, which is no fun. Well, I just decided if I had to get up and use the bathroom, I wasn't going to do the, I'm going to, you know, turn sideways and be as polite as possible and squeeze through to make myself as small as possible. Yeah. No, I'm tromping. <laughs> The one time I'm stomping. When you, when you got up during the previews, you did just walk all over people. I, I was did. Like, wow, just, just I was just like, move, move. <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, I'm not going to be nice. Fortunately, you didn't have to get up during the movie. So that was good. But then we leave after we see it and we're excited. And I peed for like half an hour after we get out. That was a long. Ugh, that was close. I didn't think I was going to make it. I was like, please don't let there be. Yeah, a lot I know. Of and there's like it. water scenes, too. It's kind of mean. A lot of water scenes. <laughs> There's a significant amount of fun. You know what else I thought was funny? Almost right at the halfway point of the movie, they make a joke about people having to pee. Yeah. I was like, that's, you're a dick. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a while longer. Don't be an asshole about it. So anyway, we leave and we get outside and the sky looks like it was something out of the movie. The fucking clouds are doing all kinds of weird column shit. There's different colors all over the place. It was not, it was not settling for my brain. Yeah, it was, uh, well, it, as a testament to how good the movie was, I didn't get up and pee the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I peed before it started, but usually, especially if it's going to be over two and a half hours, I, I'm going to have to get up. Yeah. I didn't. I was, no. I was terrified to get up because I didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> I, I will say, if you get up in the middle of this movie to go pee for five minutes, you're going to have some catching up to do when you get back. And don't ask the people that didn't get up because they're going to be pissed if they have to start talking to you in the middle of the movie. I know. I was like totally rationing out my icy. I was like taking just enough of the sip just to wet the inside of my mouth, but not have to really. I should have just, I should have just bought you a cup of ice cubes. <laughs> I know. So you just hold an ice cube on your tongue. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I was like, I wonder how they would feel if I just peed right here if I had to go because I am not Damn. getting up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the people sitting next to you would have been like, "Really? They would have moved, fucking, right? What kind of fucking animal just pees on the floor?" <laughs> Kim gets to be on somebody else's podcast, not even knowing it. Rude. But yeah, we we really recommend that you go see Inception at least once. I may see it again before it's out of the theater. I'm definitely going to get it when it comes out on Blu-ray. It'll be a nice Christmas present. Oh, absolutely. That was the first thing I said when it was over, and I'm buying that one. Yeah. But we don't have much in our uh, library, but that is definitely one that ranks yeah. right up there in a must-have. It's good. I mean, it's nice to see a movie that's cerebral but very accessible at the same time. Yeah, you know, like I said, there's a lot, a lot to think about in this movie, but the, it's fun along the way. You don't just not a drag. It's enjoyable. What I did not like is when we got out of the theater and we start walking to the car, and I look up at the at the sky. And I know that's what I'm saying. Funkified, funkified. I mean, I took my camera out immediately. I was pretty sure I was about to get my kick. It like, looked Whoa. like it. Well, this guy, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe I can post some pictures of it because it was. I, I wish I'd had like the panoramic capabilities on there because, you know, in each direction, wow. now Kim each needs a fancy phone. Little snapshot of the sky was completely different in yeah. each direction, it was, but it was all like converging into one big ball of weirdness. It was strange. It was scary. You're pretty sure you were in the bottom of somebody's dreams. Well, I didn't, not necessarily that, but it was like the lighting when we first went out, it was like kind of greenish, you know, that. Yeah, tornado, storm. tornado look. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And the lights are coming on weird, and I don't know. The whole thing was creepy. So I kept taking pictures. I was sure that the crap was going to hit the fan. Then nothing happened. Nope. 
Even we went even went to dinner. I was sure it was gonna start storming while we were there. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have gone to dinner though. Why? Because it was a waste. Yeah. All those dietary changes you've made for me have ruined my stomach. My stomach used to be made out of iron. Like if I wanted to eat a big old slab of fucking steak or throw back a whole bunch of super hot chili or any number of other things, I never had any intestinal distress. So you got me eating fucking tofu curds and seitan strips. Mm -hmm. If I eat a steak, it's not going to stay in my body more than a couple hours. I'm really not pleased with you about this particular thing. (laughs) Whatever, then go back to the way that you were. I'm not forcing anything on you. you. It's completely voluntary. Stop blaming me for stuff. I hate that. Rotten butthole. Well, (sighs) it's a choice that you're actively making. Do not. It's not a choice. Do not not, say it's my fault. Do not say it's my doing. Here's the thing. If I go back to eating meat, I'm never going to hear the fucking end of it. I know you say I won't, but I've had meat several times. It'll be like this. (sighs) When I haven't had it. (sighs) Whatever. I'm not worried about you. You do what you need to do. I'll do what I need to do. No, no, you don't love me. So, what's oh this? my God! See, I can't even win. Would you just smile? <sighs> so, what's this deal with Thing Three turning into fucking Harriet the Spy? Turning into it? It's, you mean it's way, fine-tuning it? It's way more obnoxious now than it has been. I don't know. She, I think she just gets caught more often. I think she's getting worse mm. at it. If you want my honest opinion, it's gotten to the point now where I'm I'm really serious. Before we talked about the fact that we exile the kids after a certain point. After nine o'clock, I don't want to see kids anymore. I don't want anybody coming in my bedroom, and I don't want anybody coming in the den because you and I cannot have a conversation when she's in the room because she she eavesdrops on it, even if we're not really saying anything important. Right? It's not like you and I spend all our time whispering to each other because you don't like to be that close to me, but we talk. And we're not talking about her. We're not talking to her. We're just talking because we're adults. That's what we do. She will hear something and then she'll go, did you just call me dumb? Right. Like like we make a habit right, like, out of calling exactly. our children names. Like, like we just go, you're dumb. Or we secretly make plans and discuss who's dumb that day. We tell them when they do something dumb, we'll say, well, that was dumb. Why did you do that? But yeah, she, she thinks every conversation is about her and it's never nice. Well, I think that's kind of the nature of the age. They have kind of a low self-esteem when they're hitting middle school. It's that really awkward period or whatever. And I don't know. I mean, she and her best friend, who happens to be in Georgia right now, have been texting each other nonstop about their middle school plans. (sighs) Yeah, because they're already worried about their position in so the, you know, dumb. the whole status. That stuff is so irritating. I never worried about it that much when I was in school. I really didn't care. Did you? Were you a big social climber? Had to get your position pegged out? I wasn't, but I don't know. I mean, our school was a lot smaller, for one thing. Yeah, but it was a lot more important. Have everybody knew everybody here. They're not going to know everybody. It's a little yeah, bit different. I, I mean, they're kind of having to start over again. We just, we never really went through that. But we went to school from kindergarten through 12th grade with the same people. Well, but then the kids from the rural school started going. Yeah, I know. But when weird. there's only 12 of them, it's not really <laughs> get the, the influx, that much of an impact. Get the influx of the hot chicks from the hills. Hillbillies. Exactly. I don't know. It's an awkward time. I think they're, you know, well, here's, here's trying to my, figure it out ahead of time. Here's my thing. And that's what I told her the day. 
we're not talking about you. But more importantly, it's it's really rude to interject yourself into conversations that are, don't involve you. Well, that's true. And then try to th- twist them so that you think they're about you. Because they're not. Me and your mom don't sit around talking about our kids. Unless their kids are doing something really dumb that day. Like running the telephone poles and shit. I don't know. It's very strange. I just, I don't know why she's doing it. And like, I, I told her today, I said, it's it's really rude and it's very annoying. That's like you got all mad the other night whenever you came in. I was laying on the bed reading and you came in and talked to me in my bedroom. And she came in and perched at the edge of the bed. And then I said, you need to leave. And then you got all huffy and left too. But I don't think she has any business being in my bedroom. When well, I was, that's not why I got mad. It was because I was trying to have a conversation and, and you were reprimanding. She was interjecting, whatever. It just wasn't worth it anymore. Well, but like, here, and I'm out now. But here's the thing. And this is what I've, I told you before. When I was a kid, if I went into my mom and dad's room, the odds of me being beat black and blue were really high. Even if nobody was in there. That's true. I never went in. My it, exactly. Room. It's not a place for kids. I'm going to just start taking the lid off the Hello Kitty box and spreading everything around in the room. Whenever they come in, they'll be shocked and never come back. You know what I mean? Well, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it when the girls come and talk to me when I'm clearly trying to go to sleep. Well, and that's what I've, I, I've told them all, and I'm going to tell them again here tonight. Don't go in the bedroom. Don't. Don't go in there. It's not a place for you. And because the only reason that bedroom door is ever open is to let the cat in and out, I'm going to put a cat door in the bedroom <sighs> door this weekend. I'm not kidding. I'm gonna punch a hole in the door. No way. Then the why? Because it'll it'll like reduce the soundproofing. That's kind of important. Well, then I'm gonna get rid of the cat. Then we won't have to worry about it. Uh, I'm I'm just saying it's it's. I'm just gonna encourage thing to take the cat to bed with her because she sleeps with yeah, her most of the okay. time anyway. So if we can just get her to switch over. She's not always sleeping on my feet. I'm just saying that we've reached the point now where they're they don't go to bed when they're supposed to, so they're sprawled all over the fucking house all hours of the day and night, and I'm I don't feel like I have any time that I can be with you. So that's the thing. Any any kid in the room, I'm gonna nerf him in the face. I'm gonna get you know the Nerf gun I showed you. Yeah, the one that shoots like stupid shoots machine 30, gun. Shoots thirty darts a minute. It's a yeah. little excessive. I don't give a shit. Come in my room and you're below the age of forty five. I'm gonna shoot you with it. How about I get one for you and one for the boy, and then you guys can like fight it out. Okay, let me explain something. I'm never gonna do anything with the boy. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be cordial to him, but we're not gonna be friends. I'm not gonna play games with him. He's never going to get to go on a motorcycle. I said or... I get you a machine gun, Nerf gun, so you guys could shoot it out. How is that in any way, shape, or form? Because it's not like is total that, is, bonding. Is it real bullets? You could aim for his is eye. Real, is it real bullets? No. He, he's going to think I'm playing with him, and I'm not going to. I don't like him. So anyway, that's the thing. She's got to, we got to learn to, as the kids get older, we got to get the barriers more firmly in place, I think. Especially like, because thing one thinks she's your special friend. And that you and her are girlfriends, and so she can come in at one o'clock in the morning and talk to you. Know what I mean? Yeah. When well, you have no interest in, in being that kind of. She's like an adult now. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but you don't want her in there when you're actually physically asleep. Well, right. <laughs> well, and I actually, if you want to know the honest truth, sometimes I'll hear them because I can feel them looking at me in the hallway, and I'll pretend like I'm asleep, but I'm not really. <laughs> I close my eyes and. It real still so i'll just we'll just have a family meeting and i'll just tell them you're not allowed to come in the bedroom anymore for any reason the bedroom is off limits to children at any time day or night don't enter okay so i think that'll be good and the next time i think catch thing three eavesdropping i'm gonna glue uh foam earplugs into her ear holes problem solved
Wait, I have to clicky clicky my light. God damn it. You know it's coming. Whoop, I got light. In the final days before the Deepwater Horizon disaster, BP continued drilling for oil despite internal reports of a leak on a critical safety device on the rig, a company official testified on Tuesday. Ronald Sepulvado, a BP well site leader, said he reported the problem to senior company officials and assumed it would be relayed to the Minerals Management Service, the federal agency that regulates offshore drilling. The leak was on a control pod connected to the blowout preventer, an emergency mechanism that failed to activate after the April 20th disaster. I assumed everything was okay because I reported it to the team leader and he should have reported it to MMS. Yeah, because everybody always does what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it, right? Especially when it's something of monumental importance. I would think if I worked in something and they told me, anytime you see this thing leaking, it's a problem. You need to tell somebody. And I told somebody and it continued to leak and we continued to drill. I would talk to somebody more important. You know what I mean? I would go up the chain of command a little bit further. Or I, know, or I would call is... the MMS myself and say, we have a fucking problem and it's not being reported to you. I guess. I don't know. But the problem is, is, you know, there's a certain protocol. When you follow that protocol... And then nothing happens. A lot of times there are unwritten laws that you don't go above your head. You don't blow a whistle. You don't make waves. You know, because crap gets bad for you when you do. Okay. There's a certain level of fear, I think. I I think there's too. But I think if I was this guy, how much worse do you think he feels today than he would have? I'm sure he does. But you know what? He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, but he also continued to help drill when he knew it was fucked up and he knew it was going to be a problem. And I really, I think when people do that kind of stuff, they need to be held accountable. You know? I've been in positions where I had to report shit where I knew it was going to create a problem for my boss. I knew it was going to create a problem. And I knew it was going to result in people having to pay fines and stuff. But I also knew that if I didn't do it, people were going to fucking die. And I might be one of those people. Yeah, well, I think you've kind of embraced the whole um, better do what you're supposed to do or I'm going to say something sort of (laughs) stance. Yeah, you don't really make any bones about the fact that you have no qualms about making people stick to the rules. Right. I mean, you're extremely verbal about that. Well, I didn't used to be. I know. I'm just saying not everybody feels that confident and especially if you're you know you're working for a big corporation well well people might go disappeared well okay here's the the thing you're that's all i'm saying like i said the case i'm talking about was when i worked with a very dangerous chemical okay and i knew that if i did not say something it, it, it could just as easily be me that gets killed as anybody else this guy could have easily died when this thing exploded as did several people you know what I mean? It's not It's not even a matter of playing by the rules. It's a matter of I don't want to fucking die in the middle of the ocean. Thanks. But I, I understand what you're saying. People get under a lot of pressure about stuff. But like I said, if I was this guy, he should go to jail for one thing. And for another thing, I hope he has nightmares about it for the rest of his life. About the fact that he did not go any higher. He told his boss, I thought it would be okay. Well, I don't know. Once a corporation gets so big, one hand doesn't always know what the other is doing. 
Right, and I, I understand that, but he also knew who in the government was supposed to be contacted when shit like this happened. You know what I'm saying? And it's clear that they weren't, because they didn't know until it blew the fuck right. up. He should have made a phone like call. Anytime people are doing this, I was just reading uh, an article the other day about a nurse that reported a doctor for what she considered unethical practices. Right. And two weeks later, she was fired. Yeah. And then after that, guess what? She is actually arrested for making uh, claims that were defamation of character. I mean, they threw her ass in jail. But did she have the evidence to back up what was happening? Well, yeah, but now she's in court defending herself for what she did. Well, on and the other hand, I mean, unacceptable. There's, there's laws that will protect her, though. I mean, I understand well, she has now, to go. But I mean, her life is destroyed because she did the right thing. Well, it, so it's, it's no wonder that people are afraid to open their mouth. Yeah, you may have a point. I'm just saying, I don't think I could be responsible for the whole ocean being fucked because I was afraid of losing my job. I know it sucks. I do. I, I totally understand that it sucks, but. God, have a little bit of fucking personal accountability. I know. I just think, you know, when it comes down to it, the sense of self-preservation oftentimes yeah. overrides the greater good. Yeah, that's you true. I'm saying people are human. All right. I'm not defending what this guy did. I'm just saying I completely understand. Right the mentality behind a lot of what happened well there's a lot i mean i i I see what you're saying there's a lot of people now and companies know this and it's one of the things that like i said i've said it before things are about to go very become very unpleasant in this country because there's a lot of people in in the middle class and the lower middle class that are really getting the squeeze put on them by corporations and the government and i think people are tired of it and you're right this guy was probably afraid i'm gonna lose my job I, i don't know what i would do if i lost my job and all the other stuff. But if everybody did what was right, this guy wouldn't have been worried about losing exactly. his job. Exactly. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. Right. All right. Here's my next story. Wow. This one's kind of humorous, I think. Indonesia's Muslims learned on Friday that they have been praying in the wrong direction after the country's highest Islamic authorities said its directive on the direction of Mecca actually had people facing Africa. Muslims are supposed to face the holy city of Mecca in Saudi Arabia during prayer. And the Indonesian Ulema Council issued an edict in March stipulating westward was the correct direction from the world's most populous Muslim country. But it has been decided that actually the mosques are facing Somalia or Kenya, who are now suggesting people shift the direction slightly to the northwest. There's no need to knock down mosques, just shift your direction slightly during the prayer. You're not going to mention that this was uh, said by Charlie Redwan. Didn't see, <laughs> didn't see the point. So, yeah, forever, Indonesians, when they kneel down to pray towards Mecca, yeah, they're not pointing in the right direction. Now, well, here's what I find interesting about the story, and you can tell me whether I'm being an asshole or not. The reason why they have to pray towards Mecca is so that Allah will hear their prayers. So, who's okay. been hearing them all this time? Now. The priest, the the head Muslim dude, so don't worry about it. Allah still heard your prayers. Oh, so then it doesn't really matter so if what you're the facing the proper make. direction, right? Correct. Why would, you, why would you ever even say it? I'm also a little appalled that no Muslim with a GPS never went, well, this isn't right. Uh, or a map? <laughs> well, I can see where it would be hard to tell on a map. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily know which direction you're facing when you're you kneeling know, But here's down. the thing. If the people that are building the mosques surely know north, yeah, south, east, and west. Saying. 
Nobody, when they were building the church, busted out a, a, a GPS and to see what their bearing was so they could determine if everybody pointed in the right direction. Yeah, if it no. is so important, you'd think you'd do a little double checking on that. Well, and they're saying just when you pray, turn a little bit. But, you know, mosques and stuff have, I don't know if it's windows or paintings that you're supposed to, that they're like, this is Mecca face here, right? Mm-hmm. Inside the church. So you'll know. I think it would start to get all awkward and weird feeling if you're like tilted, you know, 15 degrees off the front of the church every time you pray. Yeah. It would be annoying. That would start to bug me. Maybe I'm just a little OCD about my prayers, but I think that would start. <laughs> you got to be perfectly aligned. Well, don't you think that you're like, well, there's a thing right there. Like if you went to church and they said, no, don't pray directly towards the pulpit. Turn, you know, a little to your left. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, it would be a little weird. Yeah, you'd be like, no, my seat's facing right here. What, what are you doing to me? I don't know. I, I just think it's one of it's not one of those things. It's like if it's so fucking important, how could you, how did you fuck it up? Exactly. And, and, and if it's not that important, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess they should be thankful that it's not like a Christian establishment where they have pews, because I can see everybody going right. Everybody's there, like, you know, well, now okay, I got to stand up. Then we got to move all the pews. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, you're not facing the preacher while you're sitting there. Rude. As it is, even if you're kneeling down, you're not going to be able to face the preacher unless you want everybody to move when it's time to pray, and I don't think that's convenient. Man, being a Muslim must be a pain in the ass. Uh-huh. Especially when shit like this happens. Don't you think you should lose your job? If you're the Muslim compass guy? Like, no, you're done. You had his so. face in fucking Somalia. What's wrong with you, asshole? Now they're all second-guessing. That's all they... Everybody else is now checking their positioning. You would think once Muslimhood spread to a new country like the plague that it is that that's the first thing they would check so i'd bust out a gps do a little fucking map and then make sure that they're facing the right way check that shit yeah all right here's my last story silly fuckers it's just at, silly fuckers that's all it is at pensacola beach and others in escambia county florida Health officials had said that some 400 people reported feeling sick after swimming along the Gulf Coast, where the county's Citizen Information Center said that sporadic tar balls continued to wash ashore. But in the face of concern about the economic damage that would be caused by beach closings, the beaches remain open despite a warning from the Environmental Protection Agency, Chief Lisa Jackson. What the that the waters, that the appeared, waters unsafe. appeared unsafe and an oil impact notice posted by the county's health department. The beaches are open and ready for business, declares the Escambia Disaster Response yeah. page. They're open and ready for business. You'll, you'll get sick, but you can come swim. How do they think this is going to work out for them? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, People, if I see stuff floating in the water, I would pretty much assume that it's probably not the best idea to go bathing. Well, you can't really see it, though, because it's, really like sure. it's, it's not like a big oil slick. It's just around small tar balls. My concern is that 400 people said, I went swimming and I don't feel good today. Yeah, that's but... Enough, that's enough people that maybe you need to look at it. No, don't just go. We're worried about the economics of the situation. Fuck it. Swim. Yeah, Call uh, but Schreiter. you also know that people are highly suggestible. Yeah. So but... if one person feels sick because they had some bad shellfish, okay, everybody, you know, it starts to spread that way. You've seen it happen yeah, before. I'm just people... saying, 400 people is a significant sample. You know, you get an envelope with sugar in it, and suddenly everybody's having <laughs> breathing difficulties. You know what I mean? Okay, just I just I base everything on Jaws, right? 
And Charles Reichheiter says, we should close the beach. And the city goes, we're afraid of losing tourism dollars. And the next thing you yeah. know, people are getting eat left and right. I mean, it completely happens. I can understand the concern That's, both yeah. ways, but I, think, I would think you would err on the side of caution. And, yeah, and, on the side of you know, not I've get... seen plenty of commercials here that say there are how many beaches? A lot. Many, many, many beaches in Florida. Yeah. So pick one that's not tainted. Yeah. Pick one. Why don't you pick one on the other side? That's my thing. They'll pick one on the Gulf side. Go the other side because you could hike there in a day. Right? <laughs> it's Florida. It's not well, like Texas yeah. where you got to go to the other side. And, oh, my God. It's so fucking far away. It's, it's not. I've been to Florida. It's not more than a couple hours across the whole goddamn state. If you're going east to west. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's a tiny little penis of the country. It's not very big. Just hop country. across there. Yeah, it's America's penis. You've seen it. Just kind of hanging okay. off the edge. Yeah, I I don't know. I can guarantee, though, if there's tar balls floating anywhere in the vicinity or wherever, I'm not getting in the water. I don't even <laughs> like it when there's flower petals in my swimming pool. Well, maybe it would be good for people with psoriasis, though, because, you know, they have that tar-based uh, shampoo. Well, yeah. You get in there and you spread some of that on your head. Yeah, I don't oh. think it's the same. There's no oil. I don't think so. I don't think it's an uncontrolled petroleum product. Well, it's in the ocean. I mean, it's not, you know, one drop of petroleum in the well, ocean. Well, and then if it's all sticky and gross, what's it picking up along the way? Whale semen, mostly. Nasty bacterial weirdness. And shark eggs. Yuck. You ever seen a shark egg? I don't really like swimming in the ocean. There's too many things living in it anyway. Well, yeah. Have I ever seen a what? A shark, a shark egg. They look like little, oh. they look like capsules with threads on the outside of them. They're really weird looking. They look totally alien. I don't like them. What are you looking at me like that Shark for? eggs. I thought sharks gave birth live. Not all of them. Internets. Use it. I don't know. I'm gonna during the I'm break, not big on my my uh aquatic life. Georgia Girl loves the ocean. That's because she doesn't know about what we know. I don't like sand. That's a big problem <laughs> when it comes to the ocean. There's I don't a like lot sand. Of that sand. I don't like the sun there. too much. I don't like water. I don't like living creatures. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't I, wet sand is okay. Dry sand is not okay. And wet sand always turns into exactly. dry sand. Exactly. <laughs> and it waits until it gets into your nooks and crannies before it turns <laughs> into dry sand. And then it gets everywhere and it's all a big giant pain in my butt. No thanks. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> all right, they want to call us, we're going to call us. They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Plus the deep ones live in the ocean and I'm not down with that. Well, they're still finding things in there Cthulhu that they didn't might know existed Yeah, I, I didn't think I it was very funny. Disturbing. The other day when you're like, look at these pictures of shit nobody knew existed. All right, we don't need to see any of that. Fuck it. And more and more it makes you just want to start dropping nukes into the ocean. Just settle everything down. Too many weird things down there. Email. show at gmail.com. Thanks, Amazon, for being my sponsor. You're so nice. You never let me down. Check's always on time. You're the best. Don't forget, you can juice the blue right.com, but first for podcastalia.com. Press our Facebook like buttons all over our website. Just clickety, clickety, click. You have I like a website? It. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else? Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. More and more, we're thinking we might be changing some things about the show because we're not happy with one of our partners. And we would like to distance ourselves from them with a flamethrower and a rocket launcher. So pay attention to your feeds. 
you may get an alarm one day saying, hey, this feed doesn't work anymore. I know we said this before, but I mean it for reals this time. All right, Kim. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing Three, signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet. Vote for us at podcastalley.com.